I'm your host, Lee Pinkham. The Find You Fitness Podcast is all about helping you find you within the health and fitness space. With there being so much information out there, good and bad, it can definitely be overwhelming. Hell, I still get overwhelmed and I've been in this space for almost 10 years now. It's crazy, but when I started, I crawled and I slashed my way through all of the BS out there to find answers on how to better myself with my diet and with my workouts. I tried things that didn't work, things that worked occasionally, and things that got me injured. But all of those experiences is what has put me in front of this microphone today because I want to show you how to pursue your goals without having to go through everything that I went through. And seriously, my entire purpose with this podcast is to help you find you with health and fitness and lifestyle choices. And I can best do that through sharing my experiences. And yes, it's gonna be biased to what has worked for me, but it's all with the mutual understanding that my answers, they may not work for you. And hopefully, I can help you find you along our journey together. So with the new year brings people newly dedicated to becoming healthier. And I love it, I truly do. And I want to continue to kick off the new year with some more introductory topics uh, to appeal to those people and hopefully get you hooked, especially if this is your first time listening and have you listened to all other 60 episodes of the Find You Fitness podcast. This is number 70. I've been doing this for about a year and a half now, which is kind of wild to think. And, and if this does resonate with you, the podcast or something particular I say, or you trust me enough to give advice to you know your grandma or family, any other family member or a friend send them my way via the podcast or if they just have some general questions about their fitness journey or you have questions to help them reach out it's a lot to take in without a doubt and that's why i do this podcast to try to break it down in a way for anyone to be able to understand it and be able to apply it to their life i i don't think you guys this is i guess i can't say that but i struggle showing how much helping people means to me and it may sound like I'm coming off like oh I don't care about the money from you know if I made money with the podcast or I made money you know helping people I truly don't and like I've said from this podcast from day one if I help one person change their life and and the better for it doesn't matter how simple or, or how impactful it is you know that does it for me that makes this podcast worth it for me and putting in all these hours that I do for this podcast, it makes it worth it. And I and I truly love helping people. I'm not the best at showing it. Uh, it's something I'm definitely working on. So do that for me. Uh, help me reach out to people that you care about to help spread the word of the podcast. And yeah, let's uh, let's keep going. Let's keep this train rolling. So my current goal for the podcast, I want to get us up to 25 star reviews. And to help us do that, just go on your Apple Podcast app or open up iTunes if you're an iPhone, a non-iPhone guy or gal and search for the podcast, uh, Find New Fitness, scroll down, leave a five-star review, maybe even a little comment about it. It helps the podcast grow and I truly appreciate all the love. Part of me hates recording podcasts like, like this with this sort of title. I feel like I'm titling this to try to sell you something, and I hate that. And I just can't be that type of guy. But the other side of me is happy I'm doing it because I know the information that I'm going to provide is real, it's good, and valuable, especially when you compare it to a lot of the crazy crap you see out there on social media. 
Um, and and while this topic would would not top the list of the episodes I think you should listen to, at least it gets you in the door. Listening to me and the podcast and hopefully get you through the next door to another episode and then through the next door and, and so forth and so on and so forth. And reflecting back even about that, you know, I was there too. My goals were aesthetic based. I wanted to have a six pack and I was researching the best ways to do it. And I definitely let it get in my head once I started to achieve that look. And it was so stupid because I got so conceited about it, even lost some good friends about it and it or over it, excuse me. And it's a real bummer looking back at it. You know, you hear you hear that abs are made in the kitchen, and that's one thousand percent correct. I notice it now when when my nutrition is off, I can tell the difference. Not like an immediate difference after one bad day, but like after a week or two of inconsistencies overall, I can definitely tell a difference. And and diving deeper into that expression, you know, abs are made in the kitchen. It really comes down to what is your calorie intake. Now, the abs, they can be visible at a wide range of body fat percentages, but if your body fat percentage is, is on up there, you're going to have to bring that down before your abs will show in any way. And to do that, you're going to need to be in a calorie deficit. Now, check out episode 53. See, I'm trying to sneak you through the next door. I'm trying to guide you through the next door I want you to go through. Episode 53 of the podcast where I talk all about a calorie deficit. But I know you're not here for me to ridicule you on your diet, even though we both know that if it's hurting your feelings, you might need to be focusing on it. But but let's talk about what you're here for. Some exercises to help build your core. So the core is like every other muscle in your body. However, what makes it unique is that you use it in just about every single exercise or movement out there. It plays an, an integral role in trunk stability, which is something you need to consider when building the core. Think about this. If you do squats, deadlifts, pressing, you use your core. Now, you may not feel it burn, but you're using it. And the best way I can describe how you use it to you is... For a bodyweight squat, go into a bodyweight squat and instead of breathing in on your way down, breathe out all of your air at the bottom of your squat and relax your stomach and you'll see how much you're relaxed and you're probably slouching like crazy and you feel like you have no sense of stability or strength and that's because you don't in this case. And now take a big breath in through the belly, squeeze your core and create pressure throughout your entire midsection and squat. You're going to feel a lot more stable at the bottom this time. You're not going to feel anything from the low back. You'll feel just nice and stable. The core also plays a huge role in balance. And this is the one this is one of the reasons why training for the elderly revolves a lot around training the core and balance. You know, if you go up and balance on one leg, I'm sitting here doing it as you can as if you can see me, you don't feel your core working. And for the longest time, I just sort of believed it until I met Yudo. He was one of my first ever training clients, Yudo. I'll never forget he came in. Uh, he's definitely a wealthier man. He never seen he had never seen me, never heard of me or anything. And then all of a sudden, he said, "Hey, I need to like I'm down here for the uh, winter time. I need a client." 
or sorry, a trainer to train me. And I said, well, I'm a trainer. And he said, okay, great. How much are sessions? And da, 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 da. He's like, okay, here's $750. And I was like, you've never even seen me. Like I could be a total dweeb and not know anything about working out. And you just committed to me. But I, I think he made a great decision. And, and he did. He did make a great decision. Not trying to toot my own horn. But I'd rather be me than someone else uh, that doesn't know what they're doing. Well, anyways, Udo had neuropathy in the core. Um, so he basically couldn't feel his core muscles, his abs. Because he couldn't feel them, he didn't know how to use them. Well, guess what movements he struggled with? And ding, 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 balancing. It was huge. And it was actually amazing to see. He was very strong for his age. I think he was 75 at the time, so he's probably 77 now. But he couldn't balance. And, and this was why. He could not feel his core, nor did he know how to use his muscles and so anytime we would do any sort of stability work, which we did a lot, he struggled a lot. The reason why I'm going to, sorry, the reason why I'm going over all of this is to emphasize the importance of not only what the core does, but also the ways you can train the core. Your abs don't have to be on fire for them to be worked effectively. I can't really think of a time where I go to complete failure on any core work now, to be honest. Two exercises that fall into this category for me are suitcase carries and pal-off presses. Suitcase carries are where you hold a heavy weight by your side and you walk a distance, all while staying level throughout the shoulders and the body, and you do so, you stay level by engaging the core while you're moving. For the pal-off presses, I love to take a relatively heavy weight, get on a cable machine, and either lunge down or stand in line with the cable machine, fa like facing out, pull the weight out, and then press the weight out from my stomach like you're doing some sort of modified chest press. And you press it out to where your arms are fully extended and then come all the way back in. And you're doing this all while squeezing the absolute heck out of your core and keeping it engaged and turned on. So the thing is with this is your body is wanting to rotate back to the cable stack while your core is resisting that. Now, these exercises, they're not going to elicit that burn, but they are very, very effective. Uh, resisting rotational forces, that's part of core training. And speaking of some more traditional core exercises, my favorite, without a doubt, would be strict toes to bar or a hanging leg raise if you've ever heard of that. So these are exactly what they sound like. Uh, these are hanging from the bar and bringing your toes all the way up to the bar and then all the way down and then all the way back up. And by strict, it means you control every ounce of the movement and there's no swing or none of that, you know, that stupid CrossFit kipping stuff. Um, just kidding. But none of that. It's very strict in the, in the entire movement. And these, in my opinion, literally are the best out there uh, for me, at least, but also a lot of the people that I know. Now, if you can't do these, which I, these, this is pretty difficult, it is a pretty difficult movement. There's a lot of ways to modify it. If you can't get your toes to the bar, see if you can keep your legs locked out and get them around to around waist height. And if you can't do that, then bend your legs and bring your knees to your chest. 
If you can't bring your knees to your chest, then bring them waist high instead. And then if you can't even hang on the bar, they have those pieces of equipment at most gyms. I think they're called like, this is the CrossFitter coming out of me. I believe they're called captain's chair, captain chairs, captain's chair, where you can do the same modification that I just mentioned. Uh, like you're holding on to the captain's chair, so your feet are dangling. And then if you can lift your feet, your legs straight up without bending them, cool, do that. If you have to bend your knees, that's cool. Just bring your knees to your chest. Three to four sets of these of 10 to 15 reps is, is going to get that core burning. And most importantly, it, it utilizes such a large range of motion and, and hopefully the fullest range of motion. And I absolutely love them. That is definitely my number one core exercise that I would say uh, that I would definitely recommend. The next exercise I've grown to love are hollow holds and hollow rocks. Now, this is a gymnasty, like gymnastics type of a movement, but we do it a lot in CrossFit to teach the hollow position that you have to maintain when you're doing gymnastics. So you start on your back and then make yourself a banana, pretty much. So your hands go over your head, your legs come off the ground, and you rock back and forth, which is the hollow rock, or you hold that position. And the best way when I coach this, I say, if you ain't shaking, you're not doing it right. And if the full hollow is too difficult for you to hold, you can bend your knees just like we bent before. And it's going to make them a little bit easier. Uh, if you do sort of hollow holds, do three sets of a 30, uh, 30 second holds. Or you could do three sets of 15 to, f 15 to 20 rocks back and forth. Um, that's going to get your core burning. It's going to get your core working. They're, those are absolutely fantastic. Now, next would probably be sit-ups on the GHD machine. I'm a huge fan of these, and, and I definitely consider toes-to-bar and the these on the GHD a little bit more advanced, um, but you guys are going to be okay. So I used to take four 10-pound four plates, and I put it on one of the handles that are on the side of the GHD machine, and I would do 10 normal sit-ups. And then I would do oblique twists where I moved all the plates one by one to the other side and then back. And I do that two or three times like per set. Now, when we talk about the traditional core burn, I, this is where I would get it. And I felt like my body responded very well to those. Um, and nowadays, I honestly haven't done those in a very long time, but I'm trying to put myself more in the mind of maybe a bodybuilder or your average gym goer. And that's something very simple, very easy that you can do. That's definitely going to help you build your core and help you build the obliques at the same time. Nowadays, I tend to do more of just the traditional like GHD sit-up opposed to the twist. But either way, it's, it's a great exercise to help build your abs. You also definitely can't go wrong with ab wheel rollouts or even your traditional planks. So I just kind of throwing it back here, along with that complex on the GHD machine, I also sometimes would do a big set like that on the planks. You guys should give this a try. I don't remember who I heard this or where I saw this, but I've, I've been using it for years. Um, and we do do it sometimes in CrossFit. If I'm feeling like a, we got seven minutes to go and I want to you know do a little bit of core work, it's a one minute plank hold directly into a one minute side plank on each side. 
directly into a 45 second normal plank hold and then 45 seconds on one side, 45 seconds on the other side, and then go through that one more time at 30 seconds. And the goal is not to stop. There is no rest time. Don't put your knees down or anything like that. You just go. I think it ends up being about six minutes and like 45 seconds. <laughs> it's a, it's a good one. You guys should give it a shot. Now, all of this core work is really cool, but you have to know when you need to modify. This is the, this is the future chiropractor Lee coming out and just giving you the butts and giving you things that you need to be aware about when you're doing core work. I know everyone loves the traditional six inches and then the flutter kicks and, and stuff like that. But if they're lighting up your back or if any of these movements that I've talked about today are lighting up your back, you've got to stop and modify. It doesn't matter the situation. It's never really worth it. And I've talked about it a lot in the in a past podcast. Most recently is in the one about low back pain, episode 66. I'm just pushing you through that door. After, after the calorie deficit door, you're going to go to episode 66. You're going to go to that door and go right through it. But the core plays such a massive role in keeping the trunk stable. And if you relax the core at any time or if the load is too great, the back is going to take over and the back is going to start to hurt. The back's not meant to take on such an aggressive load, but it will. The core is meant to take on this load. And I'll teach this to clients. I'll teach this to the people. And I'll, this is a movement I'll be using for the rest of my life um, as a chiropractor is the dead bug. When you arch, so for the dead bug, if you don't know what it is, you're lying flat on your back. You put your arms up straight over your head. Um, and then you bring your knees to your chest. You look like a dead bug now. So for the dead bug, you would you would reach one leg straight out and one arm goes back and then come back in and then do the other side. Well, from this position, just the traditional dead bug, what I would have people do is purposely arch their low back. And then I would have them do a rep. And I would ask them, where did you feel that? And then when they arch their low back and you can like slide your hand through the small of their low back, they'll say, well, I feel that in my back. And I'll say, okay, well, let's flip it. Let's press that low back into the ground and let's squeeze that core. They'll do that and they'll do one of the movements. Where did you feel that one? They'll say, well, I felt that in my core, in my abs. And so whenever you arch, that low back is on fire. And when you brace, the core is working and the low back is not. And, and that's how simple it is when it comes to, and that doesn't just apply for the dead bug, that applies to any sort of a core, any sort of a core movement. When the low back is on, the core is off. And when the low back is off, the core is on. So when you're doing six inches, which hardly anyone has truly has the strength to do this, and you feel your low back lighting up right away, stop. Or if you're planking and you feel that happen, stop. Or suitcase carries, like I mentioned today, or pallet presses, stop. Or any of the drills I mentioned today, stop. If you feel it there, you're either A, you're doing something wrong, or B, you're too weak or you're too fatigued to be doing that moment, that movement in that moment. This doesn't mean to not do the movement. It means modify the movement or take some time to rest and focus on what you need to be focusing on, which is bracing properly. 
Now, let's say I've heard, uh, let's say the suitcase carry. So you've got a kettlebell, dumbbell, whatever in one hand, you're walking a distance, you're turning around, coming back, and then you're switching hands. Well, let's say on the walk down about three fourths of the way there, you start to feel it in your low back. Okay. Well, the weight needs to, you need to put the weight down. And depending on how far that was, if it were five feet and you started to feel it in your back, we're definitely going to decrease the weight. If it were 50 feet before you started feeling the pain, maybe we go to 30 feet and we really emphasize bracing that core, squeezing nice and hard as we walk and staying nice and level. Because at some point during that walk where she felt pain going 50 feet or at the 50 feet mark, she felt pain then it was because her core became fatigued and she started relying on her low back to take over and her back was saying, hey, no, 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 this isn't going to happen. Pain, pain, pain. Are you going to fight through it or are you just going to like put the weight down so I can rest? And you need to put the weight down so you can rest. So you can modify by decreasing the distance or decreasing the load as well. As always, I hope you've learned something today. And if you have any questions, comments, or you just want to chat about your training, how, how to integrate these things into your uh, training regimen, shoot me a DM on Instagram. You know, the podcast page is at Find You Fitness Podcast, and my personal Instagram is at Lee Pinkham. I'm pretty active on both. Don't be afraid to reach out. I would love to help. And if you guys noticed, maybe I still have a few listeners at this point. If you noticed how I didn't really specify for a lot of these, how many repetitions you should particularly do. And it's because of what I was saying towards the end there. We have to find the appropriate modifications. We have to find the appropriate weight. We have to define the appropriate distance as well. So these things are all kind of a, it depends. And I want you to take it upon yourself to figure out those things for yourself. So if you enjoy the podcast today, be sure to share it on social media, send it to a friend, whatever we have to do to get that out there. I will talk to you all next week.